Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Sight, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Thankful that Jake put up with my nonsense today, but uh, grateful to have you as a pod partner, and I'm grateful to have you as a friend. I absolutely, you, your nonsense was that non, that not that nonsensical. You just had to delay by a little bit, and it's all good. Um, I'm kind of, I'm getting used to my new jobs hours, so like it's not as bad. I know for the first week I was kind of like I need to go to bed at like ten thirty every day. Um, Are but, you going uh, home? You staying? Anymore? I'm staying. I'm going. I'm going to. This is actually gonna air after Thanksgiving, but because uh, well, there's one, I have one episode in the can. Um, okay. But uh, I'm going to um, my second cousin's house. Uh, you know, they invited me. They're gonna. You know, I went last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. What about you? Are you? I assume you're staying in LA. Yeah, just going to my mom's. It's just my mom, my uncle, my grandpa, my wife, and I. Uh, yeah, we're planning on going to Christmas. Uh, we were wanted to go to Christmas for New York, but we're planning on our vacation to Japan in April. So, oh, nice! Expensive to fly to New York in the holidays. So, yes, it is. It's just yeah. I mean, flying out of New York in the holidays is a nightmare. Um, yeah, you think flying in would be like cheap, but yeah, not, it's, not it's the both. Case. I mean, people either want to go or want to leave. But yeah, I, I I'm flying out the 21st, and it's like, weesh. Um, it's Fair not enough. cheap. Anyway, we start off in this episode. We're ta- sorry, takes- we're talking about we're talking about Psych season four, episode nine. Yeah. Sean takes a shot in the dark. Yeah, we're yeah. we're abbreviating it. Yeah, no, it's fine. We don't have to. We don't have to rush. Once I, I, I I'm in control of how many tangents the show goes on. Um, and if but I we if, should if introduce I, where we're going, yeah, I know that's true. But I'll just say, if at any point you think that we're going too long because we started late, don't worry about that. So we start off in 1989, and there's a callback to the bit about how many hats are in the room, where Sean gets mad that uh, Henry counted uh, ban- bandanas as hats. Is that the first episode? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I knew that there was like a hats thing situation. But uh, yeah, bandanas don't count as hats. Um, I beg to differ. I think they do. Uh, I think it depends how it's being worn. I think if it's being worn just around your head, then no. But if it's worn over your head, yes. No, I think if you wear it like uh, over your like forehead, like I think it is. I think it's a hat. Well, I agree to disagree. But we start off uh, with then Henry is like talking about some worst case scenarios, and this one is an, this is structured interestingly where it cuts back a lot to the past. Yeah, and so we see Gus in what looks like some type of not a scrapyard, but like some type of industrial parking lot. Uh, late at right. night, he's in his pajamas. Early in and, the morning, yes, early in the morning, four thirty a.m. And Lassie and Jewel show up, and Sean's not there. Yeah, he's uh, AWOL in some sense, and he left a message about an hour ago about a rehearsal. And yeah, we don't know what the rehearsal's for. Yeah, he said, "I figured it out. It was just a rehearsal." Is the line correct? Yeah, and so yeah, I. It, it was a tough one to track also. Um, and we basically cut to Sean in the trunk of a car somewhere, which basically kind of mm-hmm. like cuts back to the earlier period. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very monarch, uh, the Apple TV show kind of deal. I mean, I, I'm, I can't believe you're referencing that a show that just came out as if it's, you know, like, I mean, it. I, I haven't seen. I haven't watched. Um, I listened to the watch today. Apparently, that's a very tough thing. So you, to you haven't even watched Monarch, and you're referencing no, it. I haven't. I haven't. I don't have Apple TV. I have Apple TV. Um, yeah, you know, so, I have no idea. I barely fucking use it. I think I've got it to watch. You know, whatever fucking Oscar movie was up that one year. Coda. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, even I think the year before there was because they they've had Oscar movies for obviously Coda was the one that won Best Picture, but um, I only watched um the only thing I ever watched on Apple TV is the Severance and not the Severance Severance and Slow Horses. Mm, I haven't watched either of those. Um, but that's I'm bad at watching TV. You haven't watched Severance? I'm just, no, I'm I I I've watched like no TV. I'm bad. Oh, come I, on. I, I don't. Uh, I, don't I, I honestly just don't watch that much TV anymore. I, I should, but I. The only thing is, that I just feel so. I feel so much pressure whenever there's new TV, um, to be in the conversation. Anyways, so in a trunk yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Basically, calling back to like his training that Henry gave him, which is a very harsh kind of thing that you mm-hmm. want to do as a parent. But I guess he's prepared for everything. Yeah. Um, and he taught him basically how to like give your position away in some way. So he kicks the truck light out the brake light the brake light sorry and lucky for him he's in an old car where you can still Mm -hmm. do this kind of thing so he Mm -hmm. does that and um he gets he gets um he manages to get his phone on him Mm -hmm. and he makes a phone call and Mm -hmm. um instead of calling who would actually help him he ends Mm -hmm. up calling a girl that he basically uh dissed in the in the past yeah named gina who apparently uh she thinks that um he didn't call her back because she ate two pieces of cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. But to it be actually honest was with you, mm-hmm. have you ever had cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory? No, I have not. I've actually never been to the Cheesecake Factory, despite the fact that my my favorite tweet I've ever written is about the Cheesecake Factory. I've never actually been. I've been there several times. I don't think I've ever had cheesecake there. Not once. I mean, I love cheesecake. Um, I do too. It's but yeah, there's like so many. Their their yeah. menu is like very well yeah. known for being yes. like fifty pages gigantic. Deep. The, yeah. the joke I once made on Twitter, and this was really back in the day, but and it's when the Cheesecake Factory closed, residents were shocked. Everyone in town worked at the factory. All we knew was cheesecake. <laughs> I must have missed that one. No, you know, you know why you missed that? Because I tweeted when I was like 17. <laughs> it's, oh, an old, it's an old school Jay Christie tweet. Anyway, so um, yeah, and he's then trying to call Gus, but there's no signal, so instead he texts trunk yell reflex ocone pole p sign sorry p sig correct um so yeah it it doesn't make any sense uh he says been shot at some point and yeah, been shot not lol yeah so exactly i wrote that down um so nobody knows what that means but lassie knows what been shot mm-hmm. is and that just means blood so mm-hmm. yeah oh my god sean's been shot yeah, so they go to the site of, I guess, the rendezvous, mm-hmm. and they find like a blood trail on the site. And somehow yeah. Henry gets called in, even though Lassie's well, not happy. Him. Who? Gus. Oh, Gus. Yeah, Gus calls him. Um, Lassie's not happy because obviously there's a conflict of interest. It's the same mm-hmm. red tape we get through every four episodes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, what they decide to do is they're going to try they have to figure out what Sean was investigating that brought him down there. Um, and so Sean, uh, Henry and Lassie are going to go look for Sean and Gus and Jules are going to follow the investigation. And so Jules asked Gus, like, what brought him down here? And it apparently started a few days. Uh, it started a, a few days ago um, when there was a ice cream truck crash on the uh, highway. Correct. Yeah. So this all started with an ice cream truck. Um, and... I, I don't know why I just wrote this random note that Buzz is tall as shit. He makes Lassie look like mm-hmm. a fucking... Yeah. How tall is Buzz? He's got to be like... Uh, uh, say, I mean, I don't know if he's famous enough to be... 
on. He probably is. Six five. Okay, basically, essentially, the cops were brought into the investigation as a result of an accident or something. I don't recall what. And Sean and Gus were there posing with the firemen, very unprofessionally as usual. Mm-hmm. And so this appeared to be some sort of ice cream caper of the century. Um, yes. Yes. So it seems to jive. I'm just going to do a spoiler alert now. It mm-hmm. seems to jive with the whole rehearsal angle of this, uh, whatever Sean said earlier. Yes, exactly. So um, the. Uh, so, yeah, that um, the police, the, pe- the police at the time leave to file the paperwork on the accident. But mm-hmm. Sean gets a sense of that someone tampered with the truck before the accident. So that's his next clue. Um, to lead him to wherever he eventually ends up. Exactly. So um, we then cut back to the the trunk. Sean's bleeding, um, and he ends up getting his hands free, um, cool. and then uses a crowbar to open up the trunk, which I feel like is, I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but like I feel like you don't want to open up the trunk until you know you can get out immediately. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but, you know, because, like, he was raised by Henry, I feel like he would know, like, more or less how fast this person was going, whether you can, like, survive jumping from a car or not. Mm -hmm. I think this is, like, some really random knowledge that he would actually have. No, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, but he doesn't immediately. The car swerves a bunch before he ends up getting out. Like, it's not... Well, that's um, what I mean. Like, if you know a car swerves a lot, that means there's a lot of curves around, so you can't be possibly going that fucking fast. That's true. That's true. I guess what I was thinking, like, is you want to wait till it slows down a little, uh, a little more. Um, but uh, then, well, no, I would be a- more personally. If I were like in a trunk, I would think I would be more concerned about it being like very flat, because that means like you can go however fast you want to. That's true. So he gets out, and then Michael Rooker gets out of the car chasing him. You know, it's always nice to see Michael Rooker. Um, you know, Wandu. Uh, What's his name? Yeah, in the Guardians movies, Yandu. he is uh, Yandu Odanta. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, cause he's blue. He's Mary Poppins, y'all. Um, he was in Cliffhanger. He's, he's in every James Gunn movie. Um, uh, Correct. he's, he is, he just, he is, yeah. Um, I mean, that applies to like seven people. James Gunn's one of those guys that has like five people in all of his movies. His brother, now his wife is in all his movies. Uh, Nathan Fillion's like, in most of like, his movies. That's like Mike Flanagan having that one chick in every one of his things. Yeah. As well. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, directors do that all the time. I, I remember people were criticizing James Dunn for putting his wife in Guardians Three, and it's like, yeah, that's the old. Like, no one's like Joel Cohen stop putting Prince. Uh, his wife is. Did you see Guardians Three or no? Yes, I did. She plays like the woman who runs like the communications department of like the blob they break into, the yellow per- person. Not the yellow person, but like uh, she's not an important part. Basically, is the biggest thing. And Daniela um, Melchor. No, 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 no. Her name is Jennifer Holland. Um, but oh, yeah, it's not her. Important. Yeah, the one that's in Peacemaker. Yeah, exactly. He's, she's in both of those things, and it's like people are like, "Oh my god!" And like, what do you, do you, is Joel Cohen not allowed to put Francis McDormand in his movies? Like, I just don't understand. Anyway, um, so uh, we cut to the car where Lassie and uh, Henry are talking, and uh, Henry's trying to decipher. Uh, what Sean texted, bless you. And Lassie's being very dismissive, um, about like he being able to. He's basically like, he's just an idiot. He you can't understand what he's saying. Bless Correct. you again. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, he's uh, and he's also trying to um track the GPS on the phone, mm-hmm. 
but there's like there's no i it's not gonna happen mm. and so um I don't know what OC means. I said OC came oh, it's, in. No, it's O cone. O cone. Orange cone. Construction. An orange cone. Correct. And then they realize, oh, there's a stretch of road on construction on Route six, 166. Um, do California routes go into the hundreds? I don't know. I, I don't know how that... Mm, I would think so, yeah, at some point, like Central California, probably. Okay. Well, because so, I, I know that most in most states, the na- amount of digits is not... It doesn't count up. It's the amount of digits usually relates to how big the road is. So that's why I asked. Because they like, usually... See. Because some states I don't think have three-digit roads because at that point they're all county roads. I don't know if that's the way California works, though. Well, technically, um, I think I think the 101 freeway, the one... Right. Oh, oh, yeah, so it does. It does. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Is there a California state route 166? Yes, and it is. It does uh, run through Santa Barbara. So, so no. Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, it, not really. I guess it's it runs through Santa Barbara County. It doesn't run through Santa Barbara itself, but it's, it's, it's feasible. Okay. So we go back um, to the station... Um, mm-hmm. apparently we find out that Gus and Sean had investigated a mechanic shop previously. And that's when we see, or that's when we get introduced to, uh, Michael Rooker, who is, mm-hmm. uh, Garth Longmore. Not before mm-hmm. we get Sean introducing him and Gus as Sean Spencer and Donut Holstein. Holstein. Um, which Holstein. I do love that he doesn't, he's not proud of it. He, he missed the mark on that one. That's not a good one. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It, it, just like this episode, it feels like this whole episode is very rushed. Like yes. they very much like just keep it fucking moving. Yes. Uh and um so he's he long more. They 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 make a joke about him having a great porn star name. And Sean asks about a truck having possible welding marks on the bottom. What would be the reason for that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And what Garth tells them is that it might be used to repair a crack or reinforce steel. And Sean pitches his new business, which is combining a wiener mobile with the Zamboni. Um which not is the worst bad, idea in the world. It, no, it's a bad idea. When would that be used? Give me a situation. At a, fucking, at a fucking hockey game, for one. That's tr- that's true. I suppose, yeah, yeah, I suppose you could do that. Yeah, yeah what do I you suppose. Mean, the best way? Yeah, I, guess guess so. fucking hot. I mean, it would be hard to get an order in, for sure. I guess I, the thing the thing about it is, I don't think you could serve the hot dogs out of the wab wiener bill. I can imagine making a Zamboni like a shirt that is. I can imagine making a Zamboni that is like styled like a windmobile to promote the hot dogs and concession stands, but I mm-hmm. don't think you can have a Zamboni that simultaneously functions as a windmobile because no one is on the ice. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't get orders like you. You would, it would have to be a promotional thing where like we're giving free hot dogs away. Exactly. Yes, I can. You know, the thing is, I can imagine like a minor league hockey team doing that. Like for example, the Orlando Solar Bears, which is the minor league hockey team in Orlando, Florida. They, I could see them doing that. Um, okay. And before you ask, solar yes, bears? Yes, before you ask, their mascot is a polar bear wearing sunglasses. I mean, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, considering it's honestly, like, uh, I'm gonna send you a photo. It's pretty great. It's considering pretty great. Phoenix has uh, the Coyotes. Um, well, but that's a like that's a pro pro team. I'm talking about minor league shit. Well, I mean, but still, like the fact that a pro team has a team in like the desert where hockey's not meant to be played is just yeah, disgraceful. So, so you hate that LA has a team. I don't care. I mean, we. Yeah, I don't really give a shit, honestly. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. actually going to my first hockey game in December. Hockey is maybe the best. Is is it's not my favorite so sport I to hear. see a lot because it's not my favorite sport. But in terms of like the amount, it is better live than it is on television. Even though I think it's pretty good on television, is a lot. Like it's well, just like, who, so intense. Guess who I'm going to see for my first time? Uh, who? It's the Kings versus the Kraken, and I'm a Kraken oh. guy. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I need to get into the Kraken. I know that uh, 
uh, my friend Michael Springthorpe is a Kraken guy because even though he doesn't care about sports, he likes the look of hockey sweaters and he likes the logo and idea of the Kraken. So, you know, I'm in. I'm but in. I just sent you the Solar Bears. I um, saw it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's pretty great. <laughs> Immediately um, hearted it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, Sean grabs some pamphlets and um, he's convinced that something was tampered with. Uh, and so they, Jules and Gus decide that they're going to go see Garth Longmore himself themselves, but there's a problem. Yeah. Longmore apparently quit yesterday, despite when they interview like his coworkers, despite him starting relatively recently. So very suspicious. Yes. And even more suspicious is that Garth took off with his MIG gun, uh, mm-hmm. which no, it's not an actual gun. It's used for welding. So clearly there's some chicanery at hand. Yes. And he, the guy who works with Garth calls out Gus for wearing children's pajamas, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And so we then see uh, Sean being chased by Michael Rooker. I didn't write their characters' names down. Who gives a shit? Both the, once when both the actors are people I recognize. Garth, you know. Oh, all right. No, but his name isn't Garth. That's it's. I not know. We. I don't even know if we realize what his name is. I don't, yeah, exactly. And so uh, he's a character actor, Michael Rooker. Um, you know, uh, one of the few is people he, who really is he just a character actor. I mean, I get his only like leading role was a movie in the eighties where he played a serial killer, but I think that I think he still cares. What what is the leading one? I guess, but I don't know. I I that would be like saying Steve Buscemi's not a character actor because he was the lead of Boardwalk Empire. Like I think you, if you're the lead so of a weird Joe, thing, is, is Joe Pesci like a fucking character actor? No, because he did a lot of lead stuff. Like what? Uh, he. I mean, the whole run in the nineties. I also, I think you could make the argument, but. Michael Rooker being in a not that successful financially movie where he played a serial killer in the eighties does not make him not a character actor in twenty twenty three. I think I don't this know, is... man. I don't think I don't think he's a character actor. I, I think, think if he's, he's not a character I think actor, he's an actor. I think that I think the de- definition of character actor is incredibly small if he's not a character actor. Which that's a fine opinion, but I think that that is. I think it is. I think it's small. Okay, I think I would say almost anyone who's not a lead actor I would call a character actor because I think it's actually a pretty broad category. But anyway. You can make um, the point that Philip Baker Hall isn't a character actor because he was in the lead in fucking Hard Eight. Well, I that see that I okay. Well, we can't we can't do this. It's too late. It's too late, and I'm too tired. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so uh, Sean's running, and he remembers a piece of advice that Henry gave him about being chased. Yeah, and not you don't. Not, and when I say chased, I don't mean not having sex. Yeah, correct. He's he's not going the Rickon Stark uh, method of running through a forest or running in a direction. <sighs> You zigzag, man. You don't run in a straight line because the shortest distance between anything is a straight line. Mm-hmm. So Sean proceeds to do that. And I think this is the first time that I realized that he got shot at some point. Is that when we all realized yeah, no, that? No, 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 no. No, you realize. He says, been shot. Remember? <laughs> I, I did not. I did not. I don't think I realized He takes the words, bitch. Right before the credits, Gus says, oh, my God, Sean's been shot. <laughs> I completely missed that somehow. I was, like, rushing. Okay. So anyway, uh... And Sean ends up hiding behind a tree. He gets away and he's bleeding. Yeah. That's it. Yes. And so when um, Henry and Lassie get to the area, they see a peace sign on a sign, which is the peace sign. Yellow reflector, orange cone. And so they realize the right area. And then Henry gets out and he spots a brake light, which means that he knows that Sean escaped somewhere near there. Correct. Um, yeah, basically, he knows that because Henry taught him how to lay tracks when he is in, you know, distress. And we cut back to the police station, and Lassiter, sorry, not Lassiter, Jules is looking through like uh, the names, and she realizes that Garth Longmore died in 1956, and it's not a common thing for criminals to buy 
dead social security numbers on the black market. Mm-hmm. So Juliet calls Laster with that development essentially. And, um, you know, the only thing that they know is that he drove off in a 77 Plymouth Roadrunner. So mm-hmm. Lasseter instructs uh, Juliet to tell McNabb to come pick up his car mm-hmm. in non-uniform mm-hmm. and Lassie and Henry head off into the forest. Yes. And so um, they Sean ends up waking up after a little bit. He's groggy and he goes to a small gas station nearby the road. I'll say this. I don't know if I would ever, because of horror movies, I don't know if you could ever get me to go inside of a non-chain gas station. I feel bad not supporting local businesses, but they're always bad news. Yeah, I mean, you don't know if they take credit card, how many people are walking up with cash. You know, it's a, it's a very dicey business. Who knows? And if the guy's going to tell you, you're going to die up there. Is that from a specific movie? I mean, I think it isn't that, um, isn't that in one of the Evil Deads? No, I think you're thinking of Friday the 13th. No, I definitely am not because I've never seen Friday the 13th. Um, I know it's parodied in Cabin in the Woods, but I'm trying to remember. It might it might be in Friday the 13th, but it's definitely it's in multiple the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. It's that okay. crazy dude who like rides on a bike. In any event, I would just be worried about this, but he goes up and John Hawks is there, Academy Award nominee, um, and uh, he is seems supportive of the start, and then he uh, he knocks him out. Yeah, right away, you know, this guy's in the show. He's got to be a bad guy. You know that. He knocks him out. And uh, we see Longmore comes out of the forest. And Oh, sorry. Wait, he knocks who out? Longmore? No, he knocks Sean out, remember? Oh, he knocks Sean out. Yeah, yeah. And so Sean wakes up to basically Longmore. Yeah, they're arguing. And Longmore, yeah, he's getting railed by him. And this He's getting, excuse me? He's getting railed. (laughs) Uh, And so they suggest just shooting him in the head, burying his body, and getting on with it. But Sean negotiates his life, essentially, and asks them for a draw. Uh, asks for them to draw a hot bath and, you know, just take the fucking edge off because they're yeah. very tense. Very tense guys. Exactly. But then John Hawks puts the biscuit to his head. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's it, the tensions are getting high. And you can tell that uh, John Hawks is the smart one in, the, in, like, that Michael Rooker is both an idiot and too sensitive, it seems like. That he's just mm. not, you know, he's not the real sociopath. Um, and so what John Hawks decides is going to keep him alive in case Michael Rooker screws up again, that he can use him as a hostage. Um, but he says, know this one stupid move and I got enough plastic bags to bury all parts of you. Um, so Note to you self, know. go to Hefty with a new uh, suggestion. Exactly. Uh, and so he asked, he asked Michael Rooker, what do I call you, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink? Um and, uh, you know, he brings up thing about Mr. Pink was Steve Buscemi and Mr. Blonde was Michael Madsen. Correct. Uh, I forget why he's Mr. Blonde, but Steve Buscemi is Mr. Pink for a reason I can't repeat because it has a slur in it. Um, is it about that the line? The line is no. The line is why am I Mr. Pink? Because you're a slur for homosexual. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Uh, and so, um, you know, he's. He points out the thing about the welding marks, and um, Sean then notices a photo of younger Michael Rooker with a sniper rifle. Correct. Uh, he notices that, and yeah. And then we flash back to the to the lot. Correct. Sean's looking at the ice cream truck. He's looking at it for a while, investigating before Longmore, uh, Garth, Michael Rooker comes mm-hmm. up on him. And Sean talks about how he was looking for Starbucks. Yelp is very off the mark with this. Mm-hmm. They let him astray. I mean, in 2009, and, that could have been true, though. That's the thing. 
that's the thing. absolutely absolutely i mean there's a ton of starbucks everywhere um who knows maybe there's one mm-hmm. in the middle of a, a fucking car park car mm-hmm. i don't know towery what do you call yeah. that like, I, I, it's like an industrial parking lot which you know i've seen them the, the things where there's a lot of different types of cars like business vehicles parked correct so yeah he um you know sean calls him he looks like a ryan or like possibly a joffrey with a g now um, have you ever met a jeffrey with a g absolutely one of my one of my friends from third grade joffrey. yeah i went to i went to middle and high school with a jeffrey with a g um mm-hmm. yeah but he was joffrey you called him joffrey or was that how it was pronounced no that's how it's pronounced that's weird but okay I mean, it's really? not not weird. I mean, it's usually pronounced Jeffrey. That's why it's that's why he says Jeffrey with a G. G E no, it's G E O F F R E Y. Yeah, that's pronounced Jeffrey usually. Really? Yeah, like actor Jeffrey Rush, uh, Jeffrey Chaucer. Um, Is it Jeffrey Chaucer? No, Gregory Chaucer. What am I thinking of? Jeffrey, who else? Jeff Jenkins, the former uh, outfielder for the Brewers. It's definitely it's definitely pronounced Jeff if it's spelled like that. He's Filipino, so who knows how those... Yeah, I know. I'm not saying together. he didn't say it that way, but it tr- definitely is traditionally pronounced Jeff with it like that. I'm going to text him. I mean, Shame on Jeff? You. Oh, the uh, Toys R Us mascot was Jeff with a G? That's true. That's very true, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm making good points here for once. Shame on him. Uh, and so, uh, uh, Michael Rooker gives him the old gun and flashlight routine, which, of course, was uh, one of the methods that you, the Zodiac Killer used. It's got to bring it up, as always. Um, the gun and what routine? The gun and flashlight, where you can't see. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. correct. Um, and so uh, he ends up getting shot, and we cut back to the president. Sean's asking him about being in combat, and uh, he asks him about what special forces he was in. Yeah, he asked him about that, and uh, he said it was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. we get the sense that it was probably Delta, like the Iraq. He says uh, L-R- no, LRRP, which is like the long range something or other. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I figured that's kind of like uh, what the del- what the Gulf War. Uh, yeah, it's unclear based on his age. I would say something like that, but some type of special forces. But he was specifically he was a sniper, and he says that he could hit something from 800, 1200, 1500 feet. And then Sean drops the hammer, and I mean that non sexually. He asked, "Then why didn't you kill me from three feet?" Which literally reveals that he he's not a killer. He's, he doesn't have it in him. Which yeah, is not I mean, a bad. He, which I'll be honest with you, that I think is Michael Rooker's strength as an actor is playing up. He can obviously play like a serial killer, like a crazy person, but I think he is really good at playing a bad guy with a heart of gold. That's why he's so good in the Guardians movies because he's a bad guy who clearly is nice. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of his. I mean, that's what he does in Tombstone. He does really well. Like he kind of is just good at being like bad, but like not that bad. It's so funny. I don't remember him in Tombstone. He because he doesn't look like he's so young. He doesn't look a lot. Uh, is Tombstone plays, the one? Is Tombstone the one with Powers Booth where he's like, well, of course, ah, well, bad. Of course it is. Yeah, Tombstone. Okay. We've talked about it before on the High Noonish episode. It's one of the greatest films ever made. I get it um, confused with fucking Unforgiven. All I haven't seen Unforgiven. I haven't seen Unforgiven either. Uh, as you know, I'm becoming a physical media guy, and that's one of the like thirty-ish movies that's in my Blu-ray collection now. So, uh, do you, you know, know what my latest is? What? Suspiria. I uh, that is Donnie Darko, 4K. I uh, I because I only I I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get volume up honestly more than anything. So I'm going to this place that sells used, and so everything is everything I get is below like ten dollars. And I had a haul today because I usually go once during my lunch break because it's near my office. And my haul today was uh, Easy A for three dollars, 
Neighbors for $3, Belly for $8. You got to get Belly. I mean, what am I doing? I haven't seen uh, that since like 2000. Uh, the Big Short for $5. And a movie you're going to roll your eyes at, but I love uh, The Post for $5. I like that movie. Is it, okay, it's, it's good. I feel like people didn't like it because it, it wasn't as good as All the President's Men, but what is? <laughs> no, I feel like it gets compared to um, Spotlight most It does too. But it, and also, once again, what is Spotlight? I mean. Eh. Wait, who directed Spotlight? Uh, Tom McCarthy. Oh, the guy from The Wire. Yeah. And the post was Steven Spielberg. If Stevie Steven Spielberg, uh, in but while Ready Player One's VFX were being done, he's like, let me just write, I mean, direct a whole new movie, which what is why he's the best. Again? What the post was about, uh, the Washington Post deciding to publish the Pentagon Papers. I see. Okay, so like yeah. that Meryl Streep movie that no one saw. That's what it is. Yeah, that is. Yeah, the post. I never saw that movie. You said you liked it. Then what the fuck are you talking about? No, no, the other one, the one on Netflix. What? Wasn't there another like movie on Netflix about the Pentagon Papers? It might have been, but the one with Meryl Streep is the is the post. No, there's another one. The Pentagon. Oh. oh fuck! I swear to God, there was another one. Anyway, the post is a good movie. Uh, anyway, so um, Lassie and Henry are walking through the forest. Lassie's lagging. Uh, and, uh, Henry notices a piece of cloth tied to a tree, which is another thing you touch on. And so they keep going that way. And then Jules, and we finally see Sean's living quarters for the first time in the whole show, I think. The laundromat. Oh, the laundromat. That movie's about the pet, that movie's about the Panama Papers, and that movie's also good. That movie's also good, and I've seen it. Okay, fine. Okay, I got him confused. Can you you blame me? No, fair, but also Laundromat is a, is a Steven Soderbergh movie that's basically him doing the big short. It's, I mean, it's pretty great. <laughs> a Steven Soderbergh movie versus a Steven Spielberg movie? No, no, no. Papers? No, I'm, what I'm saying is... The, I get what you're saying, do you understand my, a, conf- you understand my no, confusion? I, no, I understand your confusion. I guess the thing okay. that I'm responding to is how you said that no one cared about, because I'm like, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. That, that doesn't, I mean, I know that no one has cared I about it. I didn't hear like, anybody last, say about that shit, of course, honestly. I, I'm the only person who's seen I've seen, like, think all of his, his last, like, ten movies that no one saw. I like, haven't seen High Flying Bird yet. Seen it. Uh, no Sudden Move, great. And you know my review on all of them is? Like it. I like it. On saying I like it. I like Kim? Kim? Kimmy? Like it. Kimmy. <laughs> like, I like that movie just, a lot, too. Magic Mike's Last Dance, I like it. <laughs> like I'm just I've never seen I've never seen Traffic. Oh, Traffic is great. That's a movie that I think people think didn't age well, but it, because its imitators are bad, but um it's good. Anyway. Yeah. Um so they we Sean lives in a former dry cleaning place, which is feels appropriate for his character. Like that feels like it makes sense. Yeah, and like judging from what we see from it, like you hang all your clothes, you fucking you know, push mm-hmm. the little button, it like brings that all around. It sounds like a great place to live, honestly. And the um, thing that does uh, may also make sense is that half of the clothes are Gus's. <laughs> correct. Yeah. And so Juliet's there, and she seems to only be focusing on the fact that it appears that Abigail has uh, put her imprints on mm-hmm. this place. Yes. Did you, notice, uh, did you notice the American Werewolf in London poster? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. I got to watch them. I'll watch that for you. Before next time we talk, I'll watch it. So before next Tuesday. I mean, honestly, you'll be better off. I'm sure I will John be. I've, that's fine. I, 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 I've seen Twilight Zone the movie, so, you know. 
Yeah, you. you if I'm if I'm gonna watch, like that's the worst one to watch. If you're, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a fucking bound. Yeah. Um. And also, the thing is, his part is not good enough to even be. <laughs> I have to cut that out because his part's not good enough for people to die. But <laughs> no I mean, movie's good enough for that. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, then Gus realizes he sees a pamphlet. And he realizes that there's, like, a thing about... It doesn't really matter, honestly. So they go on their, uh, his browser, or sees history, and it's <laughs> mentalistspoilers.com, billyzane.thumbnail.com, and then uh, armored car truck theft uh, is the last result. So this leads to the whole armored car theft was just a rehearsal. So that's the next thing we're, like, latching onto. Mm-hmm. So we go back to where Sean's being held, and Sean is talking way too much. Mm-hmm. And Longmore essentially agrees that he or, or we know that Longmore messed with the car, um, and it's, yeah, yeah, we get like a little glimpse of like them their little trial run where yeah. they well the truck run was the ice cream truck yeah correct they ran the ice cream truck off the road and um you know it's an ingenious system of ripping off cars essentially mm-hmm. and so what we know or what we assume is going to happen next is that they're going to do the same on an armored car mm-hmm. so now you know yeah, i personally think that the uh, i think that the heat method is probably more efficient but you know teach their own um i'm like the gta 5 guy so all right i go that way the but the thing that's true about these guys which is also true about the crew and heat is that they're ready to rock lock uh, so they're ready to rock and roll the drop of a hat which is just right. one of those lines you don't forget um and so wayne grow oh sh- wayne grow you know oh, he went boy. to prison and the people uh, called him Wingro? Correct. Also, you know he was married to Kelly Preston? And yes, yeah, not here or there. These are just facts I have about Kevin Gage, the actor who played Wingro. Is she dead now? Uh, yes, she is dead. Yeah. Rest in peace. Wait, so, right, somehow man. the guy who played Wingro is still alive and Kelly Preston is deceased. Life isn't fair. Shouts uh, to Wingro, though. So. He, had to, he had to get it on, man. Also, you can't say shouts to Wingro because in a movie about murderous uh, like bank robbers, he is an actual serial killer. <laughs> He actually murders women. <laughs> we said shots the worst people on this I know, podcast. That's true. That's true. Yeah, at least he's fictional. Um, yeah. And so, uh, he, Sean is asking questions that's the about... That's Yeah, no, okay. That, that's too <laughs> far. No, not really. Uh, so, uh, he's asking questions. And Lassie and Henry actually show up at the gas station. And um, John Hawks comes out. And he, honestly, play, he's a good criminal. He plays the... Uh, innocent very convincingly correct um yeah he does and they talk about how they're looking for yellow plymouth and they Mm -hmm. question they question whether sean was there at some point they have like a nice picture of him wearing the fucking um what do you call them like when you have like the the collar up yeah 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 he had a photo yeah pop collar pop collar um and he says no and that he or no he said that he was there but no not that sean was there that the car was there the car was there correct but he sent them to the next station four miles up about 20 minutes ago yeah but somehow sean kind of thinks that something is up regardless well no well who what sean isn't henry 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 thinks something's up sorry i mean not really I, i i didn't get that vibe i think he kept looking back so it kind of gave me the. i guess so yeah but anyway that um uh, so what La- Lassie orders that they patrol Highway 166 looking for the Plymouth. Um, and so, uh, John Hawks comes back in. He's mad that the cops are snooping around. And mm-hmm. so Sean then is looking and he sees that there's a photo of, uh, Garth 
and a woman with red hair. Sean gets his mm-hmm. hands free, and then a f- he sees his phone starts ringing. It vibrates onto the floor. He answers it. Who is it? It's Gina. And, you know, she kind of apologizes for, like, not taking him seriously previously. But, obviously, Sean isn't interested in that. But she does apologize to him for ignoring his first call. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of this, he gets caught by Garth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shouts to Garth for uh, giving him, you know, a final phone call, I guess. Yes. Um, but John Hawks catches them both and basically admonishes Garth for well, no, letting no, you're him skipping over the off. most important scene in the episode. <laughs> what? Which is where what? he calls Jules. <laughs> uh oh. Were you not paying attention uh, during that scene? Because he hangs up with she hangs up with Gina. Michael okay. catches him. Yeah, and I, then he I, says, I, remember, I remember that. I just didn't write it down for whatever reason. I, and I he said, then says, I, I, this is, I would say, without doubt, the most important scene in the episode in terms of what it, you know, means thematically. That he says yeah. that he has a girlfriend named Abigail who he needs to say goodbye to. So he calls Juliet and he says, um, uh, you know, um, just call, say goodbye. Don't ask me any questions. We're not going to be able to have much of a future. Let's go to back where we were. I'll be there. And think about the wind chimes I got you for your birthday. Every time you hear them, that will be me. You're going to be fine. And yeah. then she says, just say, and he says, just say I love you. It's like, I need to say one thing. Know that I love you. Abigail. And then she's about to say, Sean, I think that I, and then goodbye, Abigail. That's cinema. That's the part of this episode that I remember. That's true. That's true. Well, that's yeah, like, yeah. like, honestly, I didn't, the rest of this episode, yeah, yada, 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 yada. But that's, I mean, that's I my remember in my head. I, I didn't write it down. Because you were too transfixed. Yes, um, it was. And then so Jules stunned is like, oh, he was giving me clues. And uh um but of course we then have a gunshot, so you know, that we yeah. don't know who died. Um, Correct. And so we cut to McNabb. He finds a transfer. He finds some information. There's a transfer that's gonna be happening around there in that area for about five hundred K between mm-hmm. a uh you know, a armored car and another armored car, I guess. Yeah. So well, they're going to they, get it when it's one armored car. They don't need to get it in the transfer. It's just being it's being driven down the road. Correct. Uh, so it's a schedule. They, they have the schedule on the route. So mm-hmm. they get a call from Sean, and he. Oh, that's why I said that happened oh, after. I think. Um the the thing about the schedule. Oh, honestly, I just skipped over that because that's actually not that. Yeah, important. you did. They, you asshole. No, I skipped over one thing. But also, the thing about it is, I guess you know, the thing is, I think I didn't write it down because I knew it didn't actually end up mattering because they don't actually end up having Fine, on the car. But that's why I came sorry, after the fact. I'm like, sorry, I, I'm sorry, looking sorry. at my notes. I'm just like, what the fuck? Sorry, yeah. I didn't write. Uh, yeah, see, we didn't write something down. But anyway, um, so then they give the clues to Lassie and Henry. It's like, oh, go back. The wind chimes. It's at the gas station. Um, so they get to the gas station, and uh, Michael Rooker's dead, and Sean is missing. Oh, I didn't even realize Michael Rooker was dead. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so yeah, Juliet. They um, he, she takes Gus's car. She commandeers it, mm-hmm. and they head off in pursuit. Lasseter and Henry in the other car. They come up on the pickup truck with Sean in the bed of the truck, and uh, you know the cops. Uh, they try to run him off the road. Um, and in the meantime, like Sean frees himself from his bounds and, you know, Hawks has his like gun. Obviously he doesn't have it on him. It's on the floor on the Mm -hmm. passenger side. So he's struggling to get to that. Mm -hmm. And they start to like get into this whole situation of like fast and Mm -hmm. furious references, which is something I'm not here for, which I I am here for. So he says, what Sean says to Gus, what Sean says to Gus is that makes you Vin Diesel and, um, 
Because says, that makes Jules Michelle Rodriguez and you Paul Walker. That's no good. I don't want to be Paul Walker. You could be Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift, but that means we're not in the same movie. Okay, I'll just be Walker. Well, fair. Song. Nobody wants to be Paul Walker, let's be real. No. Even this is before he died. I wouldn't want to be Paul Walker. because Yeah, he burned up. Uh, he also dated a teenager more than once, but Correct. who's counting? Sort of um, history. Let's go. It's been a long day. See, even knowing that's still the end of Fury 7 with a cry. I can't help myself. <laughs> you need to like get a grip. No, I need to keep letting loose. Nah. All the I'll say this. All the success I've ever had in my life has been indulging this part of my personality. The other, I've had no success trying to not be like this. This is similar to like when you cried when like uh Kevin Spacey was killed off camera in House of Cards. You had the same reaction. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I had stopped watching House of Cards season three. Let's not, no, no, let's you, not be you had slanderous. the same reaction. I remember this. I'm trying to think. Have I ever cried when Kevin Spacey died in a movie? No, I haven't. I haven't either. No. Not um, even K-Pax. I, I've never seen K-Pax. Does he die in it? I don't even know if he dies in that, but like, it's, no. I, I assume I he, he died. Like, like the only one I, mu- the only de- uh, one of the few, because most movies where he dies, he's a bad guy. But like, I suppose it's sad when he dies in LA Confidential, but it's not a sad death. Because like it's bad that no, he dies. No, he's like a dick the whole time. He's a dick, but he, although he but he dies for the right re- for you know he's doing Correct. a heroic. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, so great he ends movie. up jumping on. Yeah. Oh, great movie. Curtis Hansen. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, uh, he jumps on Lassie's car and Lassie's mad because we've been seeding the whole episode that Lassie's car is new. Um, and then there's a little bit of a shootout where Sean ends up shooting out the engine block um, of uh, John Hawks's car, and mm-hmm. they arrest him. Uh, yeah. And go. Oh, oh, oh and also Henry. No, Sean does. Henry. That uh, was Henry. No, Sean does. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, the uh, Gus's car gets a tire shot out, um, and yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a nice uh, arrest. Mm-hmm. Nice shooting detective. And so we mm-hmm. cut to the last scene. Sean and Gus are walking around, and Sean basically talks about like the last conversation with Juliet, mm-hmm. where he had to tell her that he loved her. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit awkward, and Gus suspects that maybe um, she was just playing along. He, yeah, that she did what she. Yeah, she was playing along, and Sean thinks that she was going to say it back, but Gus again says that she had to do what she had to do, and they get interrupted by a phone call. It's Gina. She's calling back, but mm-hmm. Gus, sorry, Sean pawns it off on Gus, and mm-hmm. he gets yelled at, and that's the end of the episode. Yes. So, uh, what do you give seven episode out of ten? I have to say. This episode was hyped to me. By who? Uh, I guess I my, would never. My coworker. My coworker. My oh. coworker. He thought it was a good episode. I said it was okay. I look forward to it. Uh, I gave it a seven out of ten. Not my. I favorite. get a seven point five. Yeah, it's it's a normal. Yeah, I was surprised when you said that because I'm and I'm like, is that just because I like the parody episode so much? And that might be true, but I like the parody episodes more than anything. So fuck it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where can people find you on the internet? You can follow me at Andre Pereira. And you can follow me at uh, at the J- at the J Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life, and more important than that, tune in next week as we talk about you can't handle this episode. And I'll say right before we leave, um, I know you'll listen to this after this, but happy Thanksgiving to anybody and their family, and yes. God bless and thank you for listening. We're thankful for anybody that listens to this podcast. Absolutely appreciate it. Absolutely, and you can't handle this episode. <laughs> <laughs>